All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Thy Word is True Ministries. I'm Brother Scott, and this is Faithful Friday. Hey, aren't you thankful that God is faithful? Man, if it wasn't for that, I don't know where we'd be, right? Amen. Hey, we got a great great show. I don't hate to say show, but we got a great uh, a devotion to give today entitled, Have You Stepped Across the Line? Hey, don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to Faithful Friday here at Thy Word is True Ministries. Again, this is Brother Scott. I want to thank you so much for joining with us today. If you're joining us live here on our Facebook page, uh, we're on both uh, my page and our ministry page at Thy Word is True Facebook, so you can join us there as well, too. Uh, I'm actually watching live on my page on my phone, so if you got a question or comment, I'd love to hear from you. We'll help you out with that as well. And if you listen to our podcast today, thank you again for your subscription. And if you could help us out and invite your family and friends to be a part of our ministry and uh, have them to listen in, and uh, I'm sure there'll be something there that can help them and maybe encourage them in their faith. And that's what it's about here at Thy Word is True. We're trying to take the truth of God's Word out into an untruthful world. And man, if you're looking at anything in the news today, especially today, you know this world needs the truth of God's Word. Amen. Uh, we have the right message and we have the hope that this world needs, and it is in Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I appreciate you joining us with us here today. Got a good preacher friend of mine, Brother Chris Humphrey, watching today. And uh, again, I just want to give God praise for Brother Chris. And Brother Chris, don't get a big head about this. Uh, but it was uh, as actually, he inspired me to start this podcast uh, and the live Facebook here with this ministry. We've been praying about this. I've been praying about this ministry for over a year before we even decided to um, put a name to it and then start uh, sharing the Word of God. Uh, but now we're we're almost two years now in the ministry. I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're almost up to 50 episodes on our podcast, and we're going to celebrate when we get to our 50th episode. Uh, we're going to celebrate, and uh, and Brother Chris, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I wanted to bring you in uh, on our 50th episode of our podcast, and if you're available, I'll let you know when that is, and I'd uh, love to get you in here and just kind of sit and fellowship and talk about the Word of God and the topic of the day. But God has been so good through this ministry. Uh, I've had a lot of people that has uh, called in, has been support, supporting us uh, by prayer, and that's been a great and a tremendous blessing. So thank you so much again for tuning in live and by listening to our podcast. Amen. Tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the devastating attacks on the World Trade Center buildings and on our country and uh we're we'll those there's some great celebrations that are lined up for that tomorrow i don't know what you're going to be doing in remembrance of that but let's never forget the sacrifices uh that were made during that time and uh it, it still resonates with me personally it still resonates very vividly with me i know exactly where i was at what i was doing when i saw it happen and even today, thinking about the video I saw and seeing the live newscast, it just didn't seem real. 
um, watching it on television. But again, it was very real, and uh, many people lost their lives in that attack. Uh, but we have many heroes uh, that have lost their lives as well in that attack, but many heroes that lost their lives trying to save people's lives, and we greatly appreciate those families. And we're praying for all the families who lost loved ones, uh, firefighters, police officers, all the law enforcement and uh, uh, EMTs, EMS, and all the first responders in that day who lost their lives. Uh, we pray and we thank the families for their sacrifice. And, of course, we pray for the families who lost loved ones in that attack. So that happens on tomorrow. Tomorrow's 9-11. 20 years have gone by. Man, can you believe that? I remember when it first happened, it seemed like for the next three months, I think it was, three months, the church houses were filled with people looking for answers. And the answers they found were in the church house. Amen. Um, and it's amazing how something like that can cause somebody to actually search out God for the answers um, in situations such as life. But then after three months gone past, now we're, now we're here 20 years later, and it seems like the churches are barely filled anymore. You can barely get people to come to church and hear the gospel and hear the message of the Word of God. And I know I may be in a little talk, topic on that, but the reality is you know, God sometimes in our lives will do things to shake us up and to get people to put our focus and our minds back where it ought to be, and that is upon God, amen? I think he does it not just for those who need the Lord, because, again, the Bible says that the natural man receiveth not the things of God for their spiritual discernment. So if they're being lost, they're not going to understand everything. But I think God does that to shake up the Christians so that we can wake up and say, hey, we've got to be more vigilant. We've got to be more um, you know, re responsible and, and, and obedient to God to be able to bring people in and to give them the gospel, give them the hope that only lies in Jesus Christ. Amen. So tomorrow, 9-11, they're celebrating 20 years. I don't know how you're celebrating that. Uh, maybe you can drop us a line here at uh, Thy Word is True. Uh, you can do it by our Facebook page at Thy Word is True on Facebook. Just drop us a comment or a post on that page. Or you can send me a personal email. My email address is lions, L-I-O-N-S, dot roar, R-O-A-R, zero four, at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you on how you're going to be celebrating tomorrow to remember those people. What we're going to do, what I'm doing tomorrow in remembrance of 9-11 is a couple of things. One, uh, you know, personally, I'm going to be in much prayer about those families who will be uh, really grief, grief, grief struck. I think it's the right way to say that. Uh, they'll be still, you know, opening up some of those wounds and things like that, remembering their family members. I'll be praying for those folks as well. And then, uh, personally, I plan on uh, having a, a cookout. Well, not really a cookout, I guess, because uh, I'm not going to have a lot of people over. But I plan on uh, smoking some meat tomorrow and uh, in preparation for uh, dinner on tomorrow night. We're going to do some uh, pulled pork and things like that. And uh, so I'm, I'm just looking forward to my Saturday because it's not going to be raining. It's not going to be extremely hot. Uh, and, and I tell you, it's just going to be a great day tomorrow uh, to be outdoors and to do things like that. And so I'm looking forward to that myself. And we may be going live in the morning uh, for a uh, preview of what we're doing on smoking that meat. We're doing, again, a, a pork butt to, <clears throat> excuse me, to have some pulled pork for the afternoon. And my brother may be joining me as well. So, John, if you're listening or watching, uh, that is what I'm doing in the morning. So I'll get with you later on uh, about all that as well, too. I don't know if many of y'all saw it yesterday, uh, but last night, um, I really, my nerves really got struck last night by our administration and uh, the comments made by our president on a 
uh, on a news release about uh, this whole pandemic, this whole COVID, this whole vaccination uh, junk and, and, and garbage. So I went on a rant yesterday, and um, I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, because I believe I want to stand for what I believe is right according to the Word of God, and so I'm not going to be apologetic about that. Uh, but many people have saw that rant, and I've gotten some comments. Comments on the rant's fine, uh, but I've gotten some outsides from that, some personal comments that people didn't like that. And um, again, I, I love y'all in the Lord. I really do. And um, you can give me your opinion. I just shared my opinion and uh, just what the um, Lord laid on my heart last night. Uh, that, you know, hey, we as Americans, especially as Christian Americans, uh, we need to wake up and understand that, you know, we don't need to take the bullying we're getting from our government. Amen. Uh, there's too much peer pressure in that direction, and, and it's lying strictly sole upon those, apparently upon those who are unvaccinated, because apparently uh, we're the threat against those who are vaccinated. And I'm not going to get too much into that because I really, it, it has really struck a nerve with me and I'm trying, I'm praying God to give me peace and patience about this uh, because it's easy to get in the flesh. Amen. As a Christian, it is easy to let your emotions take over and it's easy to, you know, just have an outburst and you, and you're going to say things you don't want to say. You're going to do things you don't want to do. And so as a Christian, it's very, very important that we reel it back in and we don't let our emotions get out of control. So if you saw the rant yesterday, I'm not taking it off Facebook. I'm going to leave it up there. Uh, but if you saw it and if you agree with anything I say, hey, you need to, you need to stand up, let your voices be heard. Amen. Uh, we're being bullied by our government and we don't need to let that happen anymore. Okay. Done with that. Leave it alone. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the Psalm of the day. Psalm of the day. I'm going to take you to the book of Psalm 118, or yeah, Psalm 118, and two verses actually, not just a verse, but two verses in the Psalm of the day today. Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9, which the Word of God says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Can I get an amen right there? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Verse number 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes or those in authority or those that are in power. It's better to put your trust in God, in the Lord, than in those people. That is your Psalm of the day, Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9. I trust you'll take an opportunity to memorize that and let the Lord bless you through that. Amen. All right, let's get to the Word of God. Take your copy of the Word of God. I'm in the King James Bible. I love the 1611 King James Bible. And uh, that is what we preach from, that is what we study from, and that is what we give our devotions from here in our ministry, if that word is true. And we're in the book of Exodus this morning, or this afternoon, the book of Exodus, chapter 32. Uh, chapter number 32 in Exodus. Now, a little background here in this chapter. This is the chapter where Moses is up on the mount with God. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the children of Israel have been have been freed from Egyptian slavery. They've gone across the Red Sea. They're in the wilderness, and uh, and Moses went up to the mountain to meet with God. And he's been up there for a long time. And uh, as he's meeting with God, the people down below are getting restless. And uh, thirty two talks about the broken law, and and this is a uh, uh, the instance where the people are getting restless, and they say, "Hey, Moses ain't coming back." 
they're saying Moses he's gone. I mean, he don't we don't know what's going on with him. We need something that we can worship. We need something physically we can see and we can sacrifice to. And so these people basically gathered up on Aaron and uh, and uh, I want to say force, but I think Aaron was kind of you know wanting to play in this as well because he too yeah, we're all men, amen. We all make mistakes. Uh, but he was basically in charge since Moses was gone, and um, I really think Joshua should have been in charge, but ain't Joshua went with Moses. Anyhow, not to get off topic, but anyway, so in the ver- very first part of chapter 32, these people cause Aaron to make a golden calf. They give him all the earrings and all the jewelry they have, and they put it in the fire, and they make a golden calf. I like what Mo- what the Aaron told Moses about that. Hey, they, we put it in the fire, and this thing just came out. Uh, no, it didn't just come out. They they molded it. They shaped it into what image they wanted to worship. Amen. And then, so as Moses is up on the mountain, and this is happening, God tells Moses, okay, listen, you know, he's already given him the commandments. This is the commandments from God, the Ten Commandments that Moses received from God. And God knows you can't, you know, you can't hide anything from God. Amen. In the midst of God working with somebody in their life, he knows what's going on down there. And he says, Hey, Moses, you need to get the you need to get yourself down there. Uh, these people are they're they're wrecked, they're messed up, uh, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing. Uh, you need to get down there. And I like what he says, uh, uh what verse was that here? He talks about the people that are stiff-necked people. Amen. And uh, so he tells Moses, you need to get down there. So Moses comes out the mountain, and Joshua, in verse 17, Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, and he said to Moses, there's a noise of war in the camp. Now Moses knew that this wasn't war because God, you know, God would have taken care of that. Amen. Uh, Moses knew there was something more to this. And so Moses and Joshua come into the camp, and they see these people. They see they see this golden calf, and they see these people dancing and shouting praise to this calf, and they're naked. They have no clothes on. I mean, these people have no sense of uh, of anything. I mean, they've lost all common sense. And so, as Moses sees this, he gets mad. And he throws the commandments down. He breaks them. Now to back up a little bit, God Himself was going was going to take care of this issue. His 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 anger was getting kindled against people. And Moses, Moses went to he he protested to God on the people's behalf and say, Hey, don't don't do this to the people. You know, he said, you know, These are your people. You brought them out. Let's give them a chance. And so now Moses, and he sees what goes on. Now Moses gets mad, and he throws the commandments down, which is wrong to begin with. Amen. He, he tells God not to get mad, but he himself gets mad. That's what I mean. Sometimes we let our emotions run a ride, and, and they get out of control, and we do things we shouldn't do. Here's a great example in Moses. Amen. And uh, so anyway, so this happens, and you know he's 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 uh, he's. Um, He's asking questions against Aaron. He's saying, hey, why did you do this? Why did this happen? And, of course, Aaron gave his excuse. And then we get to verse number 26. And I like this verse, and this is where we get our thought from here. It says in verse 26 of of Exodus 32, verse 26, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. Our thought today is entitled, Have You Stepped Across the Line? And looking at this example in the Word of God, and looking at the story here of Moses and the Ten Commandments and the people of the golden calf, you know, I remember uh, 
I remember as a kid being on the playground, I don't remember on the playground, but I mean in, in the park with with other kids as well, that we've gotten to a disagreement in a sense, okay? Let's just take something as simple as DC and Marvel Comics. I love using this example. You have a lot of Marvel fans, you have a lot of DC fans out there, but sometimes there's some contention about which is the true, good, and better comic. And so what we would do is if you're on my side, we would draw a line... I guess in the sand, if you want to add an example, we draw a line in the sand and say, if you're on my side, come on this side of the line. And if you're on that side, go on that side of the line. And people would divide themselves up. Amen. And so at a critical time in history, the nation of Israel, Moses himself issues a similar challenge to the people here in verse number 26. Then, then, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. It's just like if Moses drew a line in the sand and say, if you're for God, if you're, if you're on the Lord's side, you need to be on this side of the line. And if you're going to be worshiping idols, stay on that side of the line. That's basically what he was saying. So with that thought in mind, allow me just for a couple moments to think with you about this important challenge. In fact, I'm going to challenge you to meditate on this entire, on this, on the rest of the weekend through the entire week till next Friday. I want you to, to meditate on this thought. And every day that we get up and everything that we do, let's ask ourselves, am I on the Lord's side with this? Spiritually speaking, there are only two sides to life. You're either on God's side or you're on the devil's side. It's the bottom line. You're either lost or you're saved. You're either serving or you're not. And that's the only two sides there is. Everybody's on one side or the other in our Christian and spiritual life. We're all born sinners. Amen? Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all born into this world as a sinner. That was given to us from the beginning in the garden of Adam and Eve and all down through generations. Sin passed upon all men and death upon all men because of sin. So we're all born in the sin, but at salvation, at the moment, we accept Christ as our Savior. I like this. We step across that line. Amen. And now we're on the Lord's side, not on this world's side. Though we still live in this world, we don't have to be part of this world no more. We may be in the world, but we're not of the world when we're saved. Praise God. I'm thankful I'm a child of God. My father is a king, and I have a glorious home waiting for me in heaven. That is when I stepped across the line. That's when I decided I'm going to be on the Lord's side. So what does this mean? A quick review, it means three things. One, we believe that God exists. There's a lot of people out there trying to debunk that God even, that God even exists. And I'm sorry to say, but even when I was lost and didn't know Christ is my Savior, I can look around in this world and understand that God does exist. Amen? I always use this example with our teenagers and sometimes in our adult services too when I'm preaching is, you know, you take the wind, for example. Do you ever see the wind? No, but you can feel it. You can see what the wind does. God's the same way. I can't see God, but I can feel him. Amen. I can see how he works in my life. I can, I can see that, you know, over 2,000 years ago in his son, Jesus Christ, he paid for my sin that I may be saved. But I've never seen God ever in my life. One day I will, praise God. But I'm just saying here, we believe that God exists. Secondly, we believe that Jesus died to save sinners. You know, it says in the book of Luke, chapter 19, verse number 10, Jesus himself said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So his main purpose was to come and to save lost sinners. The only way to do that 
was by a blood sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice, amen? No more blood sacrifices ever have to be given because Christ paid it all. And then number three, we put our trust in him as our Savior. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse number 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? So now what? Now that we've stepped across the line, now what? What are we supposed to do? Here's our emphasis for this week that I want you to meditate on. After receiving Christ as Savior, we must, hey, listen now, we must live for him. You say, why is that, Brother Scott? Well, Jesus Christ came and he paid our sin debt. And since he paid our sin debt, that means he purchased us with his precious blood. Which means when you accept that as your saving grace, you're no longer your own. You belong to Jesus. Amen. I'm so thankful that because he saved me, now I belong to him. I know I must serve him. I must live for him. Is it possible to be born again, Christian, and still do the work of the devil? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's Christians today that I know that are saved, but they're not working. They're not serving Jesus. They try, but they don't they, they don't have the feeling of the Spirit. Let's put it that way. They don't know. Uh, uh, they, they don't know what the Word of God says because they don't read the Word of God. They don't trust the Word of God. They don't hear the Word of God, and they don't believe the Word of God. Even though they say they're saved, they're still living for the devil. In Romans chapter six, verse sixteen, Paul wrote this to Christians. He says, "Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness." So now let's step across the line. Realize with me that it is not possible to serve God and the devil at the same time. Let me say that. Again, it is not possible to serve God and the devil at the same time. You cannot do it. I don't care who you are. I don't care how strong you're in your, in your spiritual walk with the Lord. You cannot serve both God and the devil. Jesus Christ himself told us this two times. And almost the exact same phrase in Matthew and in Luke, it describes clearly that this is an impossible task. Amen. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, Jesus said, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. And then it repeats itself in Luke chapter 16, verse 13. Instead of no man, now it says no servant. <laughs> you can't serve God. And serve the devil. It's impossible. It says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. So, again, let's step across the line. What is this step? The step is taken when we yield ourselves to Jesus. We're doing our series and our study on Monday Meds about the Spirit-filled life, and that is all about submission. That is all about yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit so that God can work in our lives to teach us and to guide us in all things. This is a daily activity. This isn't a moment you get saved and that's it. It's done. You're yielded for life. That is not how that works. Being saved, you get indwelled with the Holy Spirit. But as it says in Ephesians chapter 5, we're to be filled with the Spirit. That's a daily activity for every Christian, is to be filled with the Spirit. Each of us as believers, we fight this battle every day. Let's be honest. We should yield ourselves to God 
and work for him each and every day. But do we truly do that? I'll tell you right now, no, we don't. Look at our country. Look at the mess our country is in right now. If Christians truly yielded and obeyed God, we would not be in a mess here where we're getting these executive orders signed that we must be vaccinated. I'm getting off topic again. I'm sorry. But if we just yield ourselves to God, if we serve him like we're supposed to, we would not see this mess we're in. Amen? Great revivals have happened and break out when people serve God. They yield themselves to the Holy Spirit. They say, God, please use me in such a way to reach people with the gospels for the gospel's sake. And then hope becomes alive. And then that spreads like wildfire. And we see revival break out. It's a wonderful feeling to know that we are on the Lord's side. And now, knowing that we're on the Lord's side, I think every day we get up, we ought to just say, Lord, I'm on your side. Lord, I'm on your side. Lord, I'm on your side. Because the reality of it is, folks, if we're not on the Lord's side, then we're on the devil's side. Mm -hmm. Moment by moment, let's continue to yield ourselves to him. Because in doing that, then we will step across that line from serving the devil to serving God. May God enable each of us every day to consciously be on the right side of the line in faith and practice every day the rest of this week. Now, I say this week, I'm talking from Friday to Friday. I'm talking from month to month. I'm talking from year to year. I'm talking from hour to hour if we want to be uh, specific about these things. We need to consciously be on the right side of the line in faith and practice, yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Think of it. One day we will be in his presence where we will shout praise forever. But until then, every day let's strive to stay on the right side of the line. The question remains, have you stepped across the line? If not, I pray today, maybe you'll find a new renewed faith in Christ. Maybe a new renowned faith in allowing yourself to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. Moses said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. I issue the same challenge today. If you're listening by our podcast, if you're watching by our live stream, I'm drawing an imaginary line right now across the social media platforms all over this world. And I'm asking and challenge you, who's on the Lord's side? If you're on the Lord's side, join me on the Lord's side. And let's take the truth of God's word and send it out and spread it to this untruthful world. How can you do that? By sharing the messages shared here on our ministry page and those across the board. Get out there and start sharing the gospel. Use the platforms and the abilities and the, uh, the opportunities that are before us and pour out our spirit upon this world. Amen. Amen, Brother Mark. I like that. I will pour out my spirit on him that is thirsty. That is what we're supposed to be doing. And let me tell you something, folks. You might not see it, but people are thirsty for the truth. But if they listen to the world, they're going to be getting the wrong truth. How are they going to know unless they hear from us? We have got to let our voices be heard. Amen. You need to stake the challenge, and you need to step across that line and join me on the Lord's side. Amen. At your Faithful Friday today, where are you at with the Lord? Have you stepped across the line? I don't know about you, but knowing where we are and knowing who, we am, who I am, I am thankful that God is faithful. Join us next week 
here on Faithful Friday as we continue to endeavor to take the truth of God's Word out to an untruthful world. God bless you. May the Lord help you today. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday for Monday Meds and next week again for another faithful meeting with the Lord and His Word on Faithful Fridays. Until then, God bless. May the Lord help you. And let's share the truth of God's Word. God bless. How Jesus died to save a world that's lost Upon Calvary He cried, I know the truth He rose again This man He was all God And our God He was all man And He's coming back real soon I know the truth